on this episode of the podcast, the phenomenal one is going to be talking a little Baker Mayfield. He's also going to be breaking down the matchups in the second round of the NBA playoffs. In these NBA playoffs with the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Golden State Warriors, is John Morant clearly the best player in that series? There is no one on that Warriors team that can hold John Morant. Now, Clay Thompson, prior to the injuries that, that he received, I think he had a shot at holding John Morant. I truly do believe that. But without that, there's no one that can. Draymond Green is not quick enough to hold him. Like I just mentioned, Clay Thompson's not the same defender that he was. Andre Iguodala's in street clothes. So you look at the roster, you say no one can hold him. So the next logical question is, well, Chris, I'm grouch boards again. Well, Chris, what about Steph Curry? <laughs> what about Steph Curry? <laughs> and my answer to that is this. Well, Steph Curry is obviously an all-time great player. I'm not even saying Jaws better than all-time. I'm not saying anything like that, right? So for those who are saying, Chris, are you saying that Steph Curry is not better than John Moran? Are you saying John Moran's better than Steph Curry all-time? No! I'm just saying in this series, John Moran is the best player. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Is a new channel sports podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for yet another edition of the podcast. If you cannot tell, this is not O.N.E. This is the phenomenal one, Chris, holding it down. O.N.E. is out. Big Low. I love to say across from me is Big Low. I really do. But Big Low is also out today, so I am holding it down on a solo, solo podcast. Don't run. Don't run. I'm right here for you, all right? You ain't got to run the boys in here. They'll be back, but I got your back. I got your back like Cairo Crack. I got you. We are here for an amazing episode. I am so excited to get into it. But before I jump into this amazing Power Pack episode, I first want to tell you where you can find us. You can reach out to our website, newchannelsports.net, not.com.net, and that is new channel spelled in you, channelsports.net. You can also reach out to us wherever and whenever you listen to your podcast. We are on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple, Google, we are out here. Also, you can check out our lovely faces on Afro Vibes TV. It's a vibe on Afro Vibes TV. We have a show on demand each and every single week. You can see our lovely faces on that platform. You can also check us out on the lead. You can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out everywhere because we are out here. Okay, so let's dive into this episode with my favorite thing to do, my favorite segment, and that is your 
headlines. It's time for it's time for headlines. Headlines. Okay, headline number one. This one's gonna be a little strange, right? Because if you put on ESPN or maybe your favorite broadcast of sports, this may not be on there. But I want to talk about it. And watch once I'm done recording this podcast, things change. But as of now, Baker Mayfield is still a member of the Cleveland Browns. And I find this entire situation to be comical. Maybe a tragic comedy, right? A dark comedy. Because <laughs> not everybody's laughing. I know for sure. I know for damn sure Baker Mayfield is not laughing. Because last offseason, Baker Mayfield was offered a contract extension. Some people in the Cleveland Browns, well, I should say former players of the Cleveland Browns said that he was offered somewhere around the range of $30 million. He's refuting that. Wherever the case may be, he may never sniff that money in his life again, or at least not being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And the reason why he didn't take that deal is he wanted to show the Cleveland Browns, to show the NFL that, to prove himself that he is more than capable of doing great things and deserves the upper echelon of money. Say that again. He wanted to show the Cleveland Browns. He wanted to prove it to the NFL. He wanted to prove it even perhaps to himself that he is worth the upper echelon of money in the NFL. And what did he do? What he did was he went and got himself injured early in the season. Now without that bag, rut row, <laughs> rut row, Without the bag, he had to keep playing. See, if he had the bag with the injury, he could have said, you know, I'm hurt. You know, I'll see y'all next season. Or maybe I'll see y'all week 13 or something. He could have taken his time to rehab. But without the bag, he had to play. And then, while playing with a bad shoulder, he played bad. All of that resulted in him not getting the contract extension this summer. And the Cleveland Browns so much didn't, they didn't want to pay him so much that they went ahead and signed Deshaun Watson, a guy who was enrolled in legal battles. And not only did they sign him, to sign him, they signed him to the, the biggest and richest guaranteed contract in NFL history. That is how bad they did not want Baker Mayfield being the face of their franchise. They signed a guy who was in legal trouble over a very sensitive topic around our country now, right? Involving Assault of women Sexual assault of women And they said you know we're the NFL Um the NFL is all about us Branding um This is one of the worst things that could possibly Happen in our brand and uh yeah We'll go ahead and sign that guy instead of signing you Can you imagine You see when I look at Baker Mayfield I think of myself as a young kid Indulge me with this right I'm gonna go, Let's go back to my past I remember when I was a little kid my mom always had a bedtime for all of her kids, right? So we had a bedtime. And I always thought to myself, I don't need no bedtime, okay? I'm a grown kid. I know when to go to sleep. I want to catch the late shows. So I remember one night, against her will, I snuck out of the bed, turned on the late shows, and I would say about 15 minutes later, I was knocked out of sleep. Brother was gone. <laughs> I was out. But I wanted to prove it so bad. I should have just took her deal. You know what happened? I woke up to a slap across my face. <laughs> my mama popped me. One for getting out of bed. Two for breaking the rules. And three for looking like an absolute idiot and breaking the rules. 
that's what Baker Mayfield feels right now. I'm telling you, that's what he feels like. Because I am sure this mind is camp is like, bro, we should have took the bag. You know what I mean? What's the guy's name from the NBA? Dennis Schroeder. Somebody in his camp after all that, after he turned out that money from the Lakers, must have been like after the offseason. Yeah, bro. You should have took the bag. I am sick and tired of seeing NFL players and NBA players and all of these athletes throw away money that they can never recover trying to prove themselves. Take the bag. Take the damn bag. Baker Mayfield is still a Cleveland Brown. Who knows if he even has the opportunity to start in his entire career again. And that's quite sad. He went from being able to make lots of money, generational money, to possibly not even starting in the NFL again. Very, very sad. Headline number two. The Clippers extend Robert Covington. Signed him to a two-year, $24 million deal. Alright, so you may be listening and saying, Chris, seriously? You talk about Robert Covington? Okay, Robert Covington as the headline? If Robert is listening to this show, bro, I apologize for the grouch voice. That's my grouch voice that I just did. And I'm not saying, Robert, that you're not that great of a player, but I can understand why grouches would say, Chris, you know, we don't want to hear you do a solo show again. You got Robert Covington as a headline. But this is the thing. The Clippers are really dangerous. Now, I know every single year we talk about how dangerous they are, and then they get injuries. And I know the NBA season is now over, and that's most of this podcast is going to be about the NBA season. But when I look at that Clippers roster and what they were able to do, even this season, playing a majority of the year without uh, Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard, and still making a play-in game, and in fact being in a great position to 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 make the playoffs. And if it wasn't for the the play-in game, which honestly I'm not a fan of, that's for another show. But w- without the stupid play-in games, they're in the playoffs. That team is loaded. So I'm just saying the reason why I bring this up as a topic is. Before they signed Robert Covington, they were going to pay about a $17 million in, in, in tax, luxury tax fee. Signing Robert uh, Covington, I believe they're in the 50s, over $50 million in cap hell, essentially. But see, Bomber does not care. Rubber don't care. <laughs> he talking about bedtime, he doesn't care. If this mom told me he has a bedtime, he'd be like, screw your mom. <laughs> That's what he does to the tax rules. He does not care. He will pay whatever, whenever. However, and quite frankly, if you're a Clippers fan, you got to love that. You got to be here for that because you know that your owner cares so much about you winning. He will pay a guy like a Robert Covington. He'll pay a Robert Covington and then, and get such it just his tax bill is ridiculous for paying him. He'd be much better off not paying him, but he, he'll do that to try to win a championship and bring one home for the Clippers. Unlike a team we're going to talk about. Later in this podcast, the Milwaukee Bucks not wanting to pay the luxury tax for P.J. Tucker. That may end up biting them in the butt. Might end up biting them in the butt. All right, so that was headline number two. Final headline I want to cover. Headline number three. 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 I always wanted to do this. Oh, and you don't let me do it when we get to the third headline. I like the echo. I know we could have an edit for it, but you know, I like the little, you know. I like my voice. I like the way I sound, so that's why I did it. Anyway, <laughs> headline number three. Um, this is really random. If O'Inion lower here, they wouldn't let me do this, right? And if our when our editor is editing this, our editor may take it out. All right, so editor, if you take it out, I'm gonna be real pissed, okay? Because we don't talk about soccer a lot in this podcast, we don't. But I'm gonna keep it as a headline. I'm gonna keep it short. If you don't like soccer or world football, 
I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all right now, y'all missed something, all right? Y'all missed something this week. There was a Champions League game. I'm going to set the table for you. There was a Champions League game, all right? Soccer's played in increments of 45-minute halves, right? It was the second half, and it was the end of the 45 minutes. So it's the 90th minute of the game. The game is almost over. And Real Madrid was down by two goals. And somehow, before the 90 minutes was over, they were winning the game. They were winning the game, right? Winning. So when I said they're down by two goals, they're down by two goals in the aggregate. I don't explain all that, but just know they needed to score two goals in about six minutes. And they did it in a minute. (laughs) The equivalent to that, the NBA equivalent, is being down by 20 with three minutes left and with a minute left being up by five. (laughs) You would say that's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. And that's exactly what happened. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss something, all right? All right. So I was doing, I was really working hard that day at work. So I want to be very clear. If my coworkers here, they're my employer here. I was working hard that day. But I also had the game by the side. And I shot out. I was like, I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> if my boss would have walked by, he'd be like, bro, what did you see? <laughs> what are you working on? What assignment are you working on that you can't believe what you just saw? And I would have had to, you know, you know, finesse that. But it was an amazing game. And I wanted to cover that here. For our loyal listeners, because we have loyal listeners, and I appreciate y'all. For the people who have rode with us and have ridden with us and our rider dies, I appreciate you. Okay, so that's number one. But some of them actually do watch soccer. So if you saw that, you saw that that was an amazing, amazing comeback. Something that I, in my entire life, I will probably never see again. It was that insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I would say the NFL equivalent to that is probably the 28-3 comeback from the from the Patriots over the Falcons. And even that doesn't do it justice. Because it's like being down 17 with a minute and 30 seconds left and winning the game by four. It just, it made no sense. It made no sense what I saw, but it was an incredible, incredible performance. So shout out to football, global football, soccer. Shout out to Real Madrid. Uh, what a match and that was your headlines okay so let's get into the meat of this episode i want to talk about the nba you know what's coming we are in the middle of the nba playoffs and to be honest with you this has been some of the best playoffs that i've seen in a while and i say that because we've seen amazing performances we've seen amazing performances by very young players who are poised to do this for years and years to come and so far, the Raidens this season, without Kevin Durant being past the first round, without LeBron James being in the playoffs, have gone up. And that is because the younger guys are truly carrying the torch. So as an overarching thing so far in these playoffs, I want to applaud the young players in the NBA. These guys are under 25 doing amazing, amazing things. And I think it's important since I'm going to talk about the NBA, to start off with the Western Conference, and I got to start off with Ja Morant. Bro. Bro. Ja Morant is insane. Like <laughs> there's, there's nothing else to say. He is... I'm going to say something, all right? I'm going to make a bold statement on this podcast. So if you are driving right now, I need you to hold your hands on the steering wheel. If you're drinking hot coffee, you might want to put it down. Alright? Jumarant. <laughs> this is insane, but I believe it. So it's not just word service. I'm going to back it up. Jumarant is the best 
player in the series versus the Golden State Warriors. Let me repeat myself so you can hear me very clear. Ja Morant is the best player in the series versus the Golden State Warriors. Now, some of y'all are saying, all right, Chris, I ain't really messaged you like that anyway. I'll wait till Owen Big Low get back. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tune out. Chunk the deuces. Peace. And if that's who you are, I say, please wait. Just wait. Just wait. Hear me out. So, John Morant's been incredible. We know that. But, John, there is no one on that Warriors team that can hold John Morant. Now, Clay Thompson, prior to the injuries that he received, I think he had a shot at holding John Morant. I truly do believe that. But without that, there's no one that can. Draymond Green is not quick enough to hold him. Like I just mentioned, Clay Thompson's not the same defender that he was. Andre Iguodala's in street clothes. So you look at the roster, you say no one can hold him. So the next logical question is, well, Chris, I grouch voice again. Well, Chris, what about Steph Curry? <laughs> what about Steph Curry? <laughs> and my answer to that is this. Well, Steph Curry is obviously an all-time great player. I'm not even saying Jaws better than all-time. I'm not saying anything like that, right? So for those who are saying, Chris, are you saying that Steph Curry is not better than John Morant? Are you saying John Morant's better than Steph Curry all-time? No! I'm just saying in this series, John Morant is the best player. And he's already shown us that. But the thing is, Steph doesn't need to be the best player. Because he has Jordan Poole. He has Klay Thompson. He has Draymond Green. Those are all guys that can carry the torch on any given night, which Jordan Poole has done already in this series, on any given night, and outscore Curry. And it's not that Curry is bad, but he just doesn't need to do, he doesn't have to put the performance that John Morant's putting. John Morant has proven himself to be absolutely fantastic. And I will say this, and I heard this on another network, and, I, and I've been feeling this, and i got to get it off my chest. John Morant is playing great basketball. But we can't take this for granted. I love the fact that he is trying to develop his jump shot because John Moran is playing like somebody who has pure athleticism. But we've seen Derrick Rose. We've seen Russell Westbrook. These guys with this type of explosion, they always look better when they're younger because as they get older, when the athleticism fades, they're not as good. So John Moran needs to eat and eat now, right? And he has this hunger about him. He has this, this bravado about him. The way he looked at Steph Curry after a game two was like, bruh, it's about to be fun, man. <laughs> it's about to be fun. I mean, you just don't see guys that young in their career with that much bravado. But it's not crazy when you look at his father. You see his father and the fact that some people are giving flack to his father. I could talk about that, but let me say this. Cut it out. If you have a problem with a black man who's supporting his kid on the sideline, cut it out. Cut it. Ah, you need to cut it because <laughs> you need to go somewhere, right? I am here for his dad looking like Usher Raymond on the sidelines. I'm here for it. But when you see his dad, you can tell his dad instilled in him that, bro, you can do anything. And he truly believes it. John Morant believes he can dunk on a train. <laughs> That's how incredible he is. And I always talk about this. I got to give O'Ingy his flowers because we had a start bench cut that involved Zion Williamson and John Moran. And I thought at the time, it was a couple of years back, when Zion looked really good as a rookie, that there was no way, there was no way 
that John Morant would be better than Zion Williams, Williamson. But at this point now, it's not even, it's not even a question. It's not a question. So a part of that is me giving my flowers to John Morant, but it's not a knock on Steph Curry. It's not a knock on Steph Curry at all because Steph Curry understands that he has Jordan Poole. You can argue so far that Jordan Poole has been the best player of the Warriors, not just in the series, but in the entire playoffs. He's been that incredible. But it takes a Steph Curry to allow that to happen because there's some superstars in NBA who would see Jordan Poole going off like this and say, all right, Jordan, you know, I like that you're going off and all, but I'm the alpha. I'm the top dog here. I get the shots. And you can tell that they told Jordan, bro, if you're open, shoot it. If you want to drive, take it. Because they've given him that ring because he's also earned it. But he didn't control Jordan Poole. He didn't make Jordan Poole not feel as if he's wanted, right? So Jordan Poole understands that, hey, the coach loves what I'm doing, but more importantly, the superstars on this team accept what I'm doing. That's the best way to say it. Accept what I'm doing, and it makes for a perfect synergy. So this is not a knock on Steph Curry. It's just me appreciating John Morant. All right, so you didn't hear my prediction coming into this series. I predicted the Warriors to sweep the Golden State, uh, the, the Grizzlies. So you didn't know that, but there's no need for me to lie. I predicted the Warriors to sweep them. So I've been pleasantly surprised that so far in the second round, this has been the most exciting series. I'm very excited to see what happens as I'm recording this podcast. The series is tied at one. Whenever you listen to it, it doesn't really matter, but I will tell you this. The Grizzlies are a bad matchup for the Warriors. But they're just not smart enough. They're not smart enough. And even though I had them winning in a sweep, I'll call it a gentleman sweep. I expect the Warriors to go home and get it done. But it doesn't take away from John Morant being incredible. And honestly, the Grizzlies need to build around him and build around him now. And they do have some solid, nice pieces. But they need a true number two. And that could very well be Jaron Jackson Jr. who's been balling. In game one and game two, it could very well be him. I just, I love what the Grizzlies are doing. It's just not their time yet. It's not their time yet. This reminds me, <laughs> this reminds me of the Mark Jackson Warriors when they played the Spurs and they, they had an opportunities to win, but the Spurs were just smarter than them and the Spurs end up beating them. That's exactly what I see here. Whether the series ends in five, whether it ends in six, I anticipate the Warriors are going to win, but the best player in this series is John Moran. I repeat that one more time. The best player in this series is Ja Morant. Speaking of the best player in the series, let's move on to the other series in the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns. This is another series where I've been kind of, you know, you know, my prediction ain't quite right, right? I predicted that the Dallas Mavericks would upset the Phoenix Suns. And I'm going to stick by my, by my prediction. As I'm recording this podcast, the Suns are up 2-0 on the Dallas Mavericks led by Luka Wonderful, Luka Magic, Luka Explosive, Luka Everything, Luka Doncic, Luka Big D. Man, Luka's my guy, okay? I, I, I am a, I grew up in Houston, but Luka's dope. <laughs> There's just nothing else you can say. Luka can do it all. He needs help in Dallas. He is quite ball dominant. And I would bet his user, usage rate in the playoffs, I don't know it. As I'm recording, but I would bet it's beyond the charts, right? It's ridiculous. His usage rate so far in this playoffs since he's been back from his injury. Um, Dallas loves shooting threes. They live and die by the three. Uh, I'm not confident in my choice in them upsetting the, the, the Suns, not just because they're down 0-2, but they're just, they don't have any answers 
for DeAndre Ayton. They don't have any answers for the Phoenix Suns offense. And though Luka is putting on an absolute show offensively in this series, the way the Suns have hunted him, they haven't, it hasn't even been like, hey, we're looking for you. They have hunted him, right? They are hunting Luka Doncic on the defensive end and abusing him. They're hunting for him like that thirsty dude you see walking in the club. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all around with your kids right now talking about club, what club? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. When you go to a club or you go to a bar and you see a guy walk in, you just be like, man, this dude going to mess it up. Everybody, because he looks so thirsty, bro. <laughs> he's just thirsty. The first girl that comes around and looks at Travis, he's like, hey, 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 Like, bro, relax. You know what I mean? But that's what the Suns are doing to Luka Doncic. Whenever they see him, hey, hey, bring him in. Bring, 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 bring. And he has offered no opposition defensively. So though he looks like he's the best player in the series, he is not. I crowned John Morant the best player in the series versus the Warriors. But the best player in the series with the Suns and the Mavericks so far, in my opinion, has been Chris Paul. Chris Paul has dictated the tempo of the series. He's dictated when and who attacks Luka Doncic. And more importantly, he has dictated the fourth quarter, the money quarter. You see, what Luka Doncic doesn't quite understand yet, and maybe he'll get it in the series, because remember, I'm still picking the Mavericks. I had them winning. I don't flip-flop. I'm still my pick. But what Chris Paul understands is you can't win a basketball game in the first three quarters. You can certainly lose it in the first three quarters, but you can't win it in the first three quarters. For the most part. Of course, there are exceptions with certain blowouts. But what Chris Paul understands is I don't need to turn it on in the first three quarters. I can let Devin Booker hold my bags. Bro, bro, get my bags, right? I can let Jay Crowder hold my bags. Bro, bro. Get my bags. I can have DeAndre Ayton get my bags. Bro, bro, get my bags. <laughs> you get the point. But for Luka Doncic, he's like, I got to get it. I got to eat now. I got to go get it, right? I can't trust that Jalen Brunson is going to stay out of foul trouble. I can't trust that Spencer Dinwiddie is going to make a layup. So he does every single thing by himself. Every three he creates. Every shot he creates. Every turnover he creates. So by the time it gets to the fourth quarter, he's tired. But Chris Paul's too much too smart for that. He's much too savvy for that. He is saving his energy for when he's most needed. And that's why he's been the best player in the series, because he's been the best player in the fourth quarter. So what are the fixes that the Mavs can do to save their season? I think the biggest thing that they can do is pace Luka Doncic throughout the first three quarters. You want to have Luka looking and being very fresh for the fourth quarter. And the two, two, the, the second thing is Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie have to play better, but they also have to feel comfortable playing better. Because if you notice, if you watch the Jazz series when they were playing without Luka Doncic, there wasn't a, okay, I got to make sure Luka gets it or Luka's going to come take it. It was Jalen, you take it and I'll take it and we'll make it happen. There was a freedom to their offense. So I believe Jason Kidd needs to cut back on Luka Doncic a little more. Based on his comment, I don't know he's going to do that. But they need to cut back and make and give Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie the opportunity to go inside and make plays. And you know, role players always play better at home. For those who think this series is over, I'm telling you, it ain't over. I'm telling you, it's not over. And this hurts my heart. Being from Houston and advocating for the Dallas Mavericks, this hurts my heart. But I got to be honest, I love Luka Doncic and I love Mark Cuban. And this series is not over in my opinion. But so far, Chris Paul has been the class player of this series. So in the Western Conference, I like the Warriors and I like the Mavericks, even though as I'm recording this podcast, the Mavericks are in a big 
hole, and I don't know if they'll be able to get out. But I ain't flip-flopping. This ain't flip-or-flop. I'm staying with my pick of the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, let's move on to the Eastern Conference. And in the Eastern Conference, let's start off with the 76ers and, and James Harden. All right, James Harden haters, y'all are out in full effect. <laughs> y'all are. Y'all are really out here. James Harden haters are really out here right now. Y'all are out here. Y'all are celebrating. Y'all are living y'all best lives. Y'all are toasting it up. Man, y'all are really doing the most, the absolute most. Because this is the thing. For everyone who's saying, you see, we told you James Harden doesn't perform. We told you he's no good. Prime James Harden wins this series. Call me crazy, but I know he wins it. I'll tell you why. Because as much as I love Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, I don't believe the Miami Heat are that great. I personally don't think they're great of a team. They played a very flawed Hawks team in the first round, and they're playing a 76ers team without its best player in Joel Embiid. They haven't done anything to, to tell that tells me that they're a championship team. I personally don't believe they are. If they win it, record the tape, mark the tape, call me a fool then. But right now, I don't see it. And I've said this time and time again for James Harden haters. Name me a series where James Harden was a favorite and his team lost. There is literally one series. That was versus Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers when Damian Lillard hit an amazing three and knocked out the Rockets from the playoffs. And for the Rockets fans, we know before that series, the Rockets were doomed when Challen Parsons proclaimed himself the best small forward in the series. I've never heard anybody say that. Hey, I'm the best center in this series. Like, bro, sit down. Who cares, right? Like, who cares? And Nicholas Batum schooled him in that series and made him look absolutely foolish for coming out and saying that. Harden wasn't great in that series either. Dwight Howard was actually fantastic. Um, I bring that up to say James Harden doesn't lose series where his team is supposed to win. If, if, and then it's a big if, if Joel Embiid were healthy, I think the Sixers win this series rather easily because there's no one that can hold Joel Embiid. If James Harden were actually healthy, they win this series even without Joel Embiid because I, I'm not a big fan of the Heat. I don't believe in them. But I will say this. For those who are hating on James Harden, what you don't understand is this. I personally don't believe he's recovered from that hamstring injury. He just doesn't look right. Because you don't go from looking as good as he looked just 8 to 10 months ago to looking as bad as he looks now. He looks like he can't even beat me to the basket right now. And so many people are saying, well, he didn't take care of his body. Well, that may be so. But I think it's more of a product of, product of when he came back last season for the Brooklyn Nets with that hamstring injury. He just, it took a toll on him. And let's be real. Rockets fans know this. Whether you love him as a Rocket fan or hate him, James Harden played every single game. He rarely missed a game. He didn't want to miss a game. And at this point in his career, it's really one of two options. One, he's really injured and needs to actually rehab, get back next season, get his body right. That's one option. Or option number two, he really is washed. As a James fan, Harden fan, I wouldn't say I'm the, the, the mega fan, but watching him play, I'm hoping that he is not washed. He reminds me of the 2018-2019 Chris Paul. So many people blame James Harden for that breakup. Um, after Chris Paul injured his hamstring, they lose to the, the Warriors. And the next season, they lose to the Warriors again after Kevin Durant tears his Achilles. But if people don't remember that series, that second series in 2018-2019, Rockets beat Warriors, Chris Paul looked washed. <laughs> he looked done. And he's admitted, like, look, he was out of shape that season. He's freely admitted that. And I believe that's what we're seeing from Chris Paul. I mean, excuse me, from James Harden. I think he looks washed because he's really not in great shape. And 
normally what he was able to do in his career is like, all right, I can get in shape during the season. I can make it work. And this time it didn't work. He's 32 or 32 heading to 33, I believe. And at this point, he just needs to take his offseason seriously, kind of like Chris Paul did. And I think if he does, he'll end up being fine. But as far as this series is concerned, without Joel Embiid, the series is done, cooked, over. Because James Harden has no switch to flip, right? Like everybody's saying, well, maybe if he, if he, if he turns on the switch, no, that's not happening. There, you could tell he, he ain't got it right now. Brubo ain't got it. Doc Rivers is still playing DeAndre Jordan, right? Uh, Tyrese Maxey's running for his life. He's just trying to do anything that he can to make them look good. Um, you have guys in the Philadelphia 76ers bench. I'm going to keep it all the way buck with y'all. They've got some guys like Koofmas. I think that's his name. They got some players I've never heard of. They sound like, uh, 2021 NBA 2K players when you create your own league. It's like, all right, they just start coming up with random names. Blake Kershaw's like, all right, Blake Kershaw's on the team. Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews is on the team. Like this name, you're like, well, who is this? That's what the 76ers have on their bench playing against the Miami Heat. And it just ain't going to work. Yeah, James Harden ain't been great, but this is not just James Harden. They just, without, without Joel Embiid, they ain't got no hope. Ain't no hope with dope. They ain't got no hope beating the Heat without Joel Embiid. And even if Joel comes back, they still are just in such a hole. I just, I'm not seeing it. Um, obviously I would have picked the Sixers if Joel was healthy, but without him, this one looks to be a wrap. It's the most uninteresting series in the playoffs left. Okay. So let's get to the, the next series in the Eastern Conference. And that is the Boston Celtics versus my guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA. That one is, that one's easy. Only person still arguing that is O'Ani. I don't know why, but that one's easy. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA. And that's not even making a statement, right? That's saying nothing. It's just like saying uh, vanilla ice cream is better than chocolate ice cream. Everybody knows that. If you like chocolate ice cream, go eat pudding. Like, I don't, I don't what's the point of chocolate ice cream? <laughs> like, what's the point? I've never understood it. If you like chocolate ice cream, explain that to me, bro, bro, right? Vanilla ice cream is better. It's creamier. It's smooth. Chocolate ice cream is like pudding. Like, I, if I want chocolate ice cream, I'll go eat pudding. Why would I eat chocolate ice cream when I can eat a chocolate candy bar, right? I don't get it. For those who like chocolate ice cream, explain that to me. I don't get it. I'm way past my point. My point is, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in, in, in the NBA, and I don't think it's even a question. All right. So with that said, he's in a very similar position as John Morant. What I mean by that is this. When you look at John Morant, and the, the Warriors, you would say, at least I would say, John Moran's the best player in the series, but players two, three, four, five, and six all belong to the Warriors. Right? You can legitimately make that argument. So when you look at the Boston Celtics and versus the Milwaukee Bucks, clearly Giannis is the best player in the series. But when you could argue players two, three, and four are Celtics, particularly with Chris Middleton being injured. I mean, let's, let's keep it all the way a buck. You're probably taking Marcus Smart. You're probably taking Jalen Brown. And you're definitely taking uh, um, Jason Tatum over the next best player for the for the Bucks, which is Drew Holiday. You may argue Jalen Brown and him are close, but there's an argument that Jalen Brown goes, excuse me, not Jalen Brown. Uh, Marcus Smart is in the same level as Marcus, uh, as um, I said, I've got myself all tied up. You could argue, let me just clean it up. You could argue that Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday, it's a 50-50, right? It could go either way. 
But for Jalen Brown and for Jason Tatum, I think you put them over him. So the point being is, you could argue that after Giannis, the next three players are Celtics, as far as the best five or six players in this series. And for that reason, I still think the Bucks can win the series, but I'm really watching game two, I'm like, man, Giannis struggled in game one. As Shaq would say, the others balled out in game one. And how often can you rely on that? Because the Celtics have really put a clamp on Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's still getting his numbers, but he's not as efficient in doing it. And the Celtics had a revelation in game two with Grant Williams holding him because Grant Williams was able to do it essentially one-on-one. He's big enough to absorb the blows from Giannis and is also quick enough to be with him laterally. He can really defend him. And Giannis still hasn't developed that ability to just shoot over somebody. So it's going to be a very tough series for the Bucks. I picked them coming into the series, so I ain't flipping or flopping. But I'm just pointing out that it looks like a John Morant situation where, yeah, he might be the best player in this series. And I believe the best player in basketball. But because the other three next next best players in the series are from the other team, it is going to be an extremely uphill battle. I believe whoever wins this series... And you can tell me my tone and tenor about the Miami Heat. I believe whoever wins this series is going to the NBA Finals. I think they'll dispatch of the Miami Heat. So it's very big, right? It's a very big series. I, I still like the Bucks, but man, the Celtics defense is absolutely, it's just, it's, it's incredible, right? Um, I don't know if I've seen a defense this good in the NBA in quite some time. The way that they're able to force turnovers from good basketball teams, from good players. You saw them make Kevin Durant look absolutely silly. He just kept turning over the basketball. And the way that they're turning over this Milwaukee Bucks team, which has one of the best offenses in the NBA. They know exactly what they want to do. They know exactly how they want to attack. And they've absolutely made them abort their game plan on so many possessions because they keep taking the ball away. It's been absolutely incredible. It wouldn't surprise me if the Celtics won at this point, but I'm going to stick with my pick with the Milwaukee Bucks holding it down. All right, I think I covered everything I want to cover. What I would like to do is also do an NFL draft kind of recap, but we can do that throughout the year leading up to the season. Uh, so we can do that then. I really hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I really, really do. Hope y'all enjoyed it. As O always says, guys, thank you. Guys and gals, how about that? Guys and gals, thank you for listening to this podcast. You are appreciated. Thank you for tuning in. As I stated earlier, my two co-hosts are unavailable, so I held it down solo dolo. Continue to check us out. Um, you can check out our website, newchannelsports.net. You can check us out there. Um, we have our podcast there. We have some articles written by me on there as well. You can also check us out wherever and whenever you listen to your podcast, Podbeam, Stitcher, Apple, Google. And while you're listening to us on one of those platforms, leave us a review, right? If you've listened to our podcast, you've enjoyed our content, leave us a review. We love reading our reviews. If you want to leave a bad review, go ahead and don't leave one, okay? If you want to say, Chris, I never want to hear you do a solo show again. Keep it to yourself, bruh. Keep it to yourself. But if you love what we do, leave us a review. Tell us what we're doing right. You can tell us what we're doing wrong, too. Constructive criticism is always good here. Um, we would really appreciate that. You can also catch our faces on Afro Vibes TV. Check out Afro Vibes TV. You can download it on your Roku or on your Amazon Fire Stick. We have a show on demand or live each and every single 
week. Well, I said live. It's really on demand, right? On demand, each and every single week, we record a show on there. You all are very much appreciated. As I like to end all solo shows, if you listen to my solo shows on YouTube, I always say, stay safe, y'all. Please stay safe. Peace. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.